The amount of options when it comes to buying an acoustic guitar is dizzying. You've got different sizes, different woods, different brands, different prices. Making a decision on what to buy can be extremely difficult, even if you've been around the acoustic guitar for quite some time. And when you're brand new, all of these options can actually paralyze your decision making. Well, today's show is dedicated to helping you find your first acoustic guitar with my list of the 10 best first acoustic guitars you can get your hands on. Hey, TAC family, this is episode 300 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Yes, episode 300. And I have to kick things off by thanking you for making this show what it is. Without you watching this show, without you sharing this show, without you enjoying this show, this show doesn't exist. So sincere thanks from me to you. This show is packed full of inspiration and fun, designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I will be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, including a string breaker, a famous guitar arsenal, and much, much more. But first, let's talk about your first acoustic guitar. Now, I do realize that you may be watching this show thinking, you know, I've been playing guitar for a while. I'm pretty far removed from my first guitar or getting a first guitar. Well, let me say this. I still think you'll find some value in today's show. In fact, I know you'll find some value in today's show. Furthermore, you may have a relative or a friend who wants to get into guitar for the first time. If that's the case, this show is right up their alley, so please share it with them. Now, I wanted to do this on episode 300 because the Acoustic Tuesday show is designed to inspire you. It's designed to help you start your guitar journey. It's designed to help you continue your guitar journey. And all guitar journeys start with a first guitar. So I've made a list of 10 guitars that I think offer great bang for the buck. All of these guitars play well, all of these guitars are comfortable, and all of these guitars make fantastic first guitars. So this show really helps that new guitar player who maybe has walked into a store before and thought, there's like a thousand guitars on the wall. What, where the hell do I even start? Well, fear not, because this episode is for you. Kicking off the list at number 10 is actually probably my favorite guitar on this list, and that is the Taylor GS Mini. Yes, this guitar is a quote unquote travel guitar, but I will say this, it is one of the best first guitars you can get your hands on. It's small, it's comfortable to play, it has a shorter scale length, so the strings feel kind of easy under your fingers. And all in all, this makes, like I said, a great first guitar for kids just starting, adults just starting. It's really a, a Swiss army knife of a guitar because if you get it as your first guitar and you hang on to it, then it becomes your travel guitar. It's, it's a one-stop shop for all your guitar needs one-stop shop for all your guitar needs. It's just a stellar guitar and I want you to hear it. Now, this guitar comes in a wide variety of materials, spruce top, mahogany top, koa back and sides. I think they did some with maple back and sides. Now, I've played a lot of these and I have never been disappointed, but my absolute favorite is the mahogany one. Um, but I think if you were to just pick any of them, you'd be pretty happy with it. Uh, this guitar, I, I guess the, the range Median price is around $6.99, and um, it makes a great addition to your guitar arsenal. It makes the uh, the great seed to start growing a guitar arsenal from. Without further ado, here's the Taylor GS Mini.
Coming in at number nine is a guitar that costs $229. It is one of the best student model solid topped guitars in existence period, the Yamaha FG800. I cannot tell you when I was working at Music Villa here in Bozeman, how many of these guitars we sold to new guitar players. And everybody reported that their experience was fantastic. They play well, they sound good, and it's 229 bucks. Pretty great deal on an awesome guitar, an awesome first guitar. Here's the Yamaha FG800. The PRS SE P20E comes in at number eight. This guitar is also known as the Paul Reed Smith Parlor guitar. It costs $599 and it's on this list for two very distinct reasons. Number one, the sound, number two, the size. And really the combination of the two is wowing. This guitar is very comfortable to play. It is a smaller body guitar, but that does not mean it is small on sound. This guitar packs a huge punch. And you know, when you're first trying out guitars, a lot of the quote unquote student model guitars are of dreadnought size. They're rather big. So a lot of first time guitar players feel like they're wrestling the instrument. Well, here comes to the rescue, the Paul Reed Smith Parlor guitar. Like I said, a fantastic guitar and one that needs to be on your radar. Here's how it sounds. The number seven spot is held by a guitar that costs $299, the Alvarez AF30. Part of their artist series, this guitar does have a solid top. It is a quote unquote folk size, think OM size. So just beneath the dreadnought, it has a thinner waist and it allows you to have kind of that comfortable reach around the guitar so you can strum or finger pick. I've always been amazed at the quality of Alvarez's lower end instruments, okay? Their higher end instruments are fantastic. Okay, we're just gonna set that aside though. But here you're looking at a guitar that's $299 with a solid top that plays great and sounds awesome. And it's one that you get as your first guitar and likely it hangs around for quite some time, maybe forever because it is indeed that good. Here's how the Alvarez AF30 sounds. Guild M240E comes in at number six. This guitar costs $519. It is a small bodied guitar and it offers this wonderful deep tone. I would say that my one critique of a lot of student level lower end instruments, think, think first guitars, is that they sound brittle and thin. This guitar is the complete opposite of that. It's part of Guild's Westerly collection and I think they just hit an absolute home run with this instrument. Yes, it pushes the budget a little bit. It's a little over $500, but if you can swing it, this would make a fantastic first guitar.
The number five spot is held by the Seagull S6. This guitar costs $779, so yes, I'm pushing the budget a little bit here, but to me, this is the quintessential first instrument. And I say that because it's an instrument that you can buy as your first guitar, and it can carry you for a long, long time. I've always been enamored with Seagull guitars because of the materials that they use, the workmanship that their guitars have and exhibit. I just am always stunned at the amount of quality Seagull guitars bring to the table at a decent price. Yes, this guitar is approaching $1,000, but you have a solid cedar top, wild cherry laminate back and sides, and just a beautiful playing guitar. I've also noticed that the Seagull guitars generally have a thin or slimmer neck, which is a great fit for a first time guitar player. So if you can swing this, if you can swing the Seagull S6, this guitar will carry you for a long time and be, be your companion for a good chunk of your guitar journey. Here's how the Seagull S6 sounds. I really wanted to put a Blue Ridge guitar on this list. When I was working at the Old Town School of Folk Music, we sold Blue Ridge guitars like hotcakes, namely the BR-60, the BR-63, the BR-40, the BR-43. These were all solid topped, laminate back and sided instruments that punched well above their price category. And I've noticed through the years that the prices of Blue Ridge guitars have crept up quite considerably. In fact, I think when we were selling like a BR-40 was maybe $5.49, something like that. I can't remember the exact price, but I think they've almost doubled in price if I'm not mistaken. So I was a little heartbroken because I wanted to keep the budget of this list kind of low, kind of low. Enter Bristol Guitars. These are the Blue Ridge Guitars, Saga Musical Instruments, student grade guitars, and they're fantastic. Uh, we're looking at two models here, the BM-16 and the BD-16. Uh, the BM is a smaller body, the BD is a dreadnought, and these guitars sound awesome, all for 279 bucks. And I gotta say, the quality is right there, and they kind of have this wonderful traditional look. I mean, a lot of these do, but I think the Bristol guitars really nail it. And it's a good combination of playability, tone, and just a, the look of a classic guitar. So let's go ahead and check out the Bristol BD-16. The Taylor Academy 22E comes in at number three. This guitar costs $899. Yes, it pushes the price. In fact, this is the most expensive guitar on the list, but it is very different from the ones you've seen thus far in that it has a solid walnut top. Now, I specifically cited the 22E here because it is the smaller body size. They also make the Academy 20E, which also has a walnut top, but it is a dreadnought size. Just something to be clear on there. Uh, I favor the smaller bodies, especially for beginners or for your first acoustic guitar. This guitar has a deep sound. I think Taylor's, specifically on the lower end, 
get a lot of criticism around being shrill, too bright, too brittle. Uh, not the case with this instrument. It does have the Taylor Clarity, I will say that, but having the walnut on top adds a little bit of warmth and makes for a great first guitar. And again, this is one of those first guitars that will last you a good long time. It could very well be a forever guitar. I almost said first ever. It, it could be your first ever guitar, but it's also a great forever guitar. Let's go ahead and listen to the Taylor Academy 22E. mind, I think all of these guitars are viable options for a best first guitar. Yes, I'm doing a countdown, but that doesn't mean I'm working up to the absolute best, in my opinion. In my opinion, all of these guitars are on this list because they all make really great first instruments. So continuing on, the number two spot is held by the Orange Wood Echo. This is just a classic student model. It comes in at $345, it has a solid top, it plays fantastically well, and I, I should mention, this guitar has a little bit more of a modern look, and it's pretty eye-catching. So, you know, I say that because, yeah, you want guitars to sound good, you want guitars to feel good, but you also wanna look at them and say, that guitar makes me wanna play. Well, that's my opinion on the Orangewood Echo. I think it's a beautiful, subtly beautiful, classy first guitar. Let's go ahead and listen to it. Rounding out the list at the number one spot is the Martin DX1E. This guitar costs $549. It has high pressure laminate back and sides, a solid Sitka spruce top, and it has a pickup installed. So I say this because if you're out there thinking, gosh, you know, I wanna play guitar and one of my goals is to play an open mic, this would be a great guitar to have on your list to at least check out. Now, some of these other guitars did indeed have a pickup as well, and those would be fantastic candidates, but I have to say that the X-Series provides another element that I think is one to consider, and that is road worthiness. If you feel like you're gonna be taking this guitar to and fro, I would strongly consider an X-Series guitar. Now, this is ironic because I think the X-Series gets a lot of flack because there's generally no wood involved, save for the DX-1E, right? It has a solid spruce top. And I think the high pressure laminate, folks might look at that and, and maybe frown upon it. Now, I actually had, uh, uh, long ago, I had a Martin DXK2. It was all high pressure laminate. And I'm so happy I had this guitar because it actually sounded really good, but I dropped it. I actually used to take my guitar to work when I was first learning. I worked at a, a fitness center and I did the opening shift. So I'd be there 
super early in the morning, getting things ready. Once I got things ready, I had a little bit of guitar time. Well, I had this guitar laying on the counter. I turned to grab a towel. My shirt caught the neck of the guitar and drug it off the counter. Bam, worst sound I've ever heard in my life. The guitar was fine. And I attribute that to it being made of high pressure laminate. In fact, it, no, it, it wasn't fine. It had a seam separation on the side. The, neither the top nor the back nor the sides cracked. The seam just separated and it was a simple glue job and boom, the guitar was back in action. You couldn't even tell that it had been damaged. I say this because these guitars are very roadworthy. And while the high pressure laminate might be the sought after tone wood, it actually serves a really important purpose in that it creates a very sturdy, a very roadworthy guitar. Hence this guitar being on the list. Let's do, let's, let's listen to the Martin DX1E. All right, now it's your turn to chime in. In the comments below, let me know your favorite first guitar. Not necessarily your first guitar, but if somebody were to come up to you and say, hey, what's a good guitar to get? I'm just starting. What would you say to them? Put that in the comments below. I'd love to create a list for any first time guitarists, any guitar shoppers out there that wanna entertain some options. And on that, you know, I should mention, there's one guitar brand that I, I wanted to put on the list, but I don't have a lot of personal experience with. So I, I just wanna mention it. Uh, the Farida brand, and I believe the Elderly Instruments stock these stocks these fairly regularly. Uh, they seem to float around $400, and they definitely capture vintage vibe, and they sound really, really great. Uh, so I wanted to mention those. In fact, I've, I've heard that name pop around the comments before. Uh, so I'll just throw that as a, as a kind of a side, an auxiliary addition to the list, Farida guitars. Uh, and I think to check those out, the best place would be elderly instruments. Okay, uh, moving right along, let's go ahead and dig into some acoustic news you can use. And kicking things off, is Kyle Orla. Now, I know I've mentioned Kyle on the show before. He runs a YouTube channel that is absolutely fantastic. Runs a YouTube channel? Is that even a phrase? He has a YouTube channel that's fantastic. If you're into folk music, if you're into eccentric folk music, I would say that Kyle's channel is for you. He does great videos on various songs. He did a great one on Elizabeth Cotton. He did a great one on Taj Mahal. Um, Mississippi John Hurt, the list goes on and on and on and on. Very knowledgeable, uh, great repairman as well. Well, he did a video with Charlie Parr. He's done numerous videos with Charlie Parr, but this most recent one hits home because Charlie has battled with focal dystonia, as a lot of musicians have, where there's a brain-muscle connection that just misfires, and it's like your hand, fretting hand or picking hand, doesn't do what your brain wants it to do. I'm not doing a great job of describing it here. Charlie does a much better job, and that's the basis for this video. It's an interview of sorts, digging into the complications that focal dystonia can cause and the ramifications it has had on Charlie's playing style. And I think it's just a great watch. It's about a 20 minute interview. We're just gonna look at a brief clip of it right now. I'm sitting down to play the guitar. Everything is fine. I go to do what I always do and everything stops, you know. Literally, my hand curls into a fist. And so the doctor that I saw at the time is talking about, okay, well, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, that's, that's not an option. 
I can't not do that. That's right. the thing that I do. You, you, you can't be correct. There's got to be another way. You know, I was literally panicking. I mean, yeah. you know, people throw the term existential crisis around a lot, but that was to me the biggest existential crisis of my life. Yeah, the thing that I had done since I was eight, yeah, is now gone. You right. Know? And the way, when I did some research about it, and I talked to the doctor that, that was kind of learning at the same time I was. Was it a Duluth doctor or it was somewhere a, special? It was a Minneapolis doctor. Okay. So I'm learning all this stuff, and at the same time, I'm trying to figure out how to still play. So move the guitar, and that worked for a second. Oh. You know, get, get a massage, and that worked for a second. Yeah. But then it would come back. So all these things, like this... Like, I can fool, like, I, I realize I can fool my brain for just a minute. Yeah. And as soon as it realizes what I'm trying to do, that's not going to work. So that, you know, and, and the interesting thing, you know, you sent me that Julian Lodge video yeah. about, about this. And he, you know, he put it better than I think anybody has. You know, your brain is trying to help you yes. be more efficient. And what it's actually doing is taking away skills that you need to do what you do. Yes. My entire hand kind of turned into a club my fingers stopped operating individually you know and and started operating as a as a more of a flipper your next news nugget comes from joel patterson he will be releasing a new album and the description has my mouth watering the album name is wheelhouse rag and it features all original acoustic guitar rags and blues instrumentals it's coming out on jalopy records and it will be available as an LP, a CD, and of course, digital download and or streaming. Uh, he just released a song off of it called King Street Breakdown. It's available right now, you can check it out. In fact, let's go ahead and listen to Joel play a little bit. And after you hear him play, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to head on over to Jalopy Records and please pre-order this album. I think, I think this will make a fantastic addition to your record shelf and I think it will inspire you. Joel's an amazing player and well, you'll see in this clip. songs.
Your next news nugget comes from Picker's Grip. This is a product I've featured on the show before. Essentially, it's a tacky substance that you put between your thumb and your index finger, and it helps you hold on to your flat pick on the sweatiest, hottest of summer days. Well, they just reformulated, and they are now offering this product in a chapstick tube. In fact, Billy from Picker's Grip sent me some some months back, and I've really enjoyed it. In fact, it's just been sitting in my gig purse, which is a little leather bag I take to all my gigs. Anyways, I bring this up because the chapstick tube is, in my opinion, far more convenient. You pop the top off, rub a little bit on your flat pick, and boom, you've got a flat pick that actually stays in your hand. So if you've ever had problems with a spinning flat pick or one that you just can't seem to hold onto, uh, make sure to check out Picker's Grip in the, uh, the new convenient uh, chapstick tubes. Don't use it as chapstick though, that'd be funny. I think your lips would stick together. Uh, this isn't a paid ad endorsement or advertisement. This is just a product I found useful that I wanted to share with you, and it's got a new look. Uh, next up is a news story coming from Tim Lehigh. Tim is a great tattooer. Tim is a great artist. Tim is a guitar geek, and it shows in what I'm about to show you. He just released a print on his website that is Albert King, drawn on what looks to be a, a tattoo flash sheet, which is basically just a, a sheet, uh, or think of a big piece of paper with um, a bunch of little tattoo designs on it. And then Albert King is in the foreground. And the cool thing is, is that these little tattoo designs that are sitting in the background relate to Albert King. I thought it was awesome. As soon as I saw it, boom, I ordered one for the studio. I cannot wait to get it. I have not received it yet, but I sure am excited. So make sure to check that out. Uh, if you go to Tim Lehigh, T-I-M-L-E-H-I dot bigcartel.com, you'll be able to see that there amongst many other prints that he has. Um, he actually has a quite a few musician prints. I think he's got a Robert Johnson one, a Howlin' Wolf one, amongst some other really cool art that, that Tim does. Uh, just a great tattoo artist, just a great artist in general. So make sure to check that out. Oh, <laughs> this, sorry, I just got distracted because it's the uh, the next news nugget here. It comes from Michael Watts, none other than Michael Watts. I've sung his praises on pretty much every Acoustic Tuesday show because wherever there is an acoustic guitar, Michael Watts seems to be just around the corner. Seriously, he's got a bazillion podcasts, uh, Life on the Fretboard. He's doing one for Fretboard Journal. He's got the Maker Podcast. He puts out amazing videos on his YouTube channel, uh, which is just Michael Watts there on YouTube. Well, he was just interviewing, I believe he was interviewing Alan Gogol for uh, the Fretboard Journal podcast. And he was playing Alan's guitar and somehow managed to break a string. And this video you're about to see is Michael Watts trying to salvage the string, the G string as a matter of fact, because there were no extra strings available. It's pretty funny. Maybe you won't find this as funny as I do, but I just kind of, I just kind of love it. I just kind of love it. It's just kind of like, you feel like you're hanging out with the two of them, Michael and Alan. I don't know. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. So I'm here with guitar extraordinaire, boutique, friend of the boutique guitar community, the single authority on the boutique guitar. And so, Michael, what are we what are we doing here? Uh, well, I'm restringing your instrument because I put it in Dadgad, and apparently, this set of strings has never seen an actual G. So, believe it or not, and it just went. It wasn't having any of it. So, because Alan only brought one set of handmade <laughs> exotic Austrian strings with him from Australia to Germany. <laughs> We're going to see if we can resurrect this thing. 
Uh, now, if I twist do you, have a, this... do you have a message for Ted? Should he have built a better guitar? No, it's got nothing to do with Ted. It's not Ted's fault. Ted's wonderful. It's got, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Ted. If anything, it's it's the Joker's a. <laughs> the g-string wasn't strong enough g-string was no match for for, for my vibrato <laughs> now it looks like i think that's going to work isn't it yeah, look i admire your optimism alan i always have but <laughs> this look it's either going to work or something's going to snap and we're both going to lose an eye yeah there is that yeah I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I thought it was really funny. In fact, I wasn't originally going to include it on the show, but I thought, you know what? It's episode 300. Let's get crazy. Let's get wild. Uh, now go ahead and grab your guitar. Don't break a string. Go ahead and grab your guitar. Now it's time to see what the Tack family is working on today. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the Tack family rotates through the five essential skills that help you learn songs fast. On Monday, they do a technique challenge. Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge. Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge and Friday's a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday. The Tack Fam is working on a guitar lick, and here it is. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Fire Up the Chimney. Why? Because this entire week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we're honoring summer grilling, one of the best pastimes ever, period, ever. You've got hot coals, you've got a grill, you got steaks, burgers, brats, it's amazing. That has nothing to do with the musical theme though. Uh, the musical theme this week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge is using hammer-ons. Using hammer-ons in your rhythm guitar playing, in your solo guitar playing, and in guitar licks such as the one I'm about to show you. So be on the lookout for hammer-ons. You really can't miss them. Okay, here's how the lick sounds. It's a nice bouncy lick that kind of gives you a sampling of the entire D major scale. But how do you use this in a musical context? I'm gonna show you. We're actually gonna split this right down the middle, use the first half to change from a D to a G chord, and the second half to change from a G to a D chord. But first, Tack fam, if you wanna learn this note for note, please log in. This is your daily challenge. Click on Start Challenge, that'll take you right away to the teaching video. Once you get it under your, once you get it under your fingers and you're familiar with it, you can move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and don't forget to click that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner so you can can see how it's written and you can play along with it. Okay, so how do you use this? Well, as I mentioned, we're gonna use this as a chord transition. Let's go ahead and chop it in half. What I'm gonna do first is play a D chord and then use the ch first chunk of this lick and go to a G chord. That will sound like this. You're gonna notice I played my D chord a little strange. All that does is it frees up fretting fingers. So if you wanna play the D chord different, that's totally fine. That's just the way I choose to play it for this particular lick, for this particular, for this particular approach. Okay, so that's the first chunk. Let's go ahead and look at the second half of this. And all we're using this for is to change from that G chord back to a D chord. It's a little bouncy, it involves some string skipping, but it creates this wonderful flow and does indeed lead the listener and your fellow guitar players back to a D chord from a G. Here's how that would sound.
Again, just another way to move from one chord to another. Do you have to do this? No. Does it add some really cool dimension and flow to your chord changes? Absolutely. And all you're doing is inserting these wonderful one measure licks. So I hope you enjoy this and I hope it gave you some perspective on how you can use these licks in your playing. Not just, again, as I present them, but as ways to spice up other areas of your playing, maybe launch you in a different creative direction. Okay, uh, before we get back to the show, I wanna talk about something that seems so simple, yet it's so difficult to achieve. And I'm gonna give you a recipe for success right here, right now. Consistency is key to your progress. Yes, on paper it makes sense. Yes, saying it out loud, it makes sense. But consistency is truly difficult. It can truly be difficult, number one, if you don't have a guitar routine. What is a guitar routine? A guitar routine is a habit. So here's the three-step process to make a habit. And not only just make a habit, but make the habit stick. Number one, you need an anchor moment. Something that happens regularly throughout the day. Eating lunch, eating dinner, pouring your first cup of coffee, coming home from work, setting your keys on the table, something that happens all the time without fail. Taking your, you know, taking pills or vitamins before you go to bed, taking pills or vitamins in the morning, something that you always do. To that anchor moment, you attach the habit that you want to do. In this case, it's guitar playing. And not only do you attach that habit, you make the habit tiny enough. You have to strip down the habit to something that is ridiculously simple, that seems almost preposterous. For Tony's Acoustic Challenge members, I encourage you to simply open your guitar case and sit down with your guitar. You don't even play it. Sit down with your guitar. Because you know what, if you do that, there's a, an extremely high likelihood that you'll do something on the guitar if you quite simply sit in a chair and hold it. So yes, it's ridiculous, but it's tiny enough to where you can actually fit it in your busy day. Anchor moment, tiny habit. The final step in securing that habit, really locking it in and making sure that it, it, um, it becomes a regular thing is celebrating the habit. When you finish that tiny habit, when you have that anchor moment, you sit down and do your tiny habit, you celebrate that when you're done. Celebrate it, because what that does is it makes you feel good about what you just did. And if you feel good about what you just did, then you're more likely to do it again. And this might sound like woo-woo, hokey-hokey stuff. This is actually scientifically backed, uh, a la B.J. Fogg in his book, Tiny Habits. B.J. is a, a habit science professor at Stanford University, and this is his recipe, and he actually tested it, and it actually works. It shows a far more increase in, in people actually starting and maintaining their habits. So, anchor moment, tiny habit, and celebrate that habit when you finish it. I guarantee you that's a fantastic recipe for your success, for your guitar journey success. Kicking off your second dose of acoustic news you can use is Manelli Jamal, a world-class fingerstyle guitar player. Well, he just did something shocking. He went behind the scenes of a guitar video. He essentially is gonna show you how the sausage is made. I know that's a really weird parallel, but I think you get my drift. You know, when you watch something online, specifically guitar videos, a lot of them look produced and they sound amazing. And the problem is, is when you start comparing your playing to those produced videos, there's a lot that goes into them. And without the little production polish, they don't seem like they're all that fancy or all that much. And that's exactly what Minnelli proves in this video.
Next up is something from Eddie's Guitars called the Artist Sessions, and it's exactly what it sounds like. They have a brilliant guitar player come through and play a brilliant guitar and record it and video it for all of us to enjoy. Well, most recently they had Hiroya Tsukamoto come through. Never heard of Hiroya before, and I'm glad I clicked on this video because I love his playing. I absolutely love his playing, and I think you will as well. Here is Hiroya Tsukamoto at Eddie's Guitars playing one of their artist sessions. featured plenty of guitar snolls on the Acoustic Tuesday show. In fact, I just want to take a second and ask you, you know, if you have not submitted your guitar snow yet, a photo of you amongst all of your guitars wearing a guitar snow shirt, please take the time to do so. Everything you need is in the description below. There's a link to buy the guitar snow shirt. There's a link to upload your photo, tell your story, and I'll feature you and your guitar snow on an upcoming episode. And please do note that all of the profits from the guitar snow t-shirts are a direct donation to Guitars for Vets. I just want you to keep that in mind. So you get your guitar snow featured and you support a fantastic cause. Well, the reason I'm talking about guitar snows is because I just stumbled into something on YouTube that I needed to share with you because Chances are you may not have seen it yet. Uh, good morning, America. Is that what I'm doing here? What's Good Morning America? CBS Sunday morning? I don't know. It was on one of the news shows and they posted this. It's a tour of Paul Simon's guitars. Paul Simon is just chilling at home, I think, in his studio, and uh, he's just going through his guitars, sharing a little bit about each one with the host, I believe his name is Anthony Mason. Yeah, Anthony Mason. Something you should see. So let's go ahead and do that right now. So this guitar is the guitar that I recorded all the seven psalms on, and this guitar is the guitar that I used on all my solo records uh, after Simon and Garfunkel. This guitar is the probably the guitar I wrote Bridge Over Troubled Water on. I don't know, I have two of these, so I don't know which one it is. <laughs> this was the guitar from uh, all the Simon and Garfunkel records, but now it's tuned into a different tuning. It's tuned into what they call a, a high string or a Nashville tuning. Everything is up an octave. It has a nice shimmer. It goes well with other instruments, yeah. other guitars. It puts a shimmer on the top. I like that word shimmer. Uh-huh. This guitar is the first guitar 
that I ever owned that my dad bought for me yeah. when I was 13. It's a stadium guitar, you know, costs like $60 or something. How long did you use it for? I started to play when I was like almost 13, and a year or so later I bought my first electric guitar, but which is stolen, unfortunately. And that guitar over here, yeah. this is uh, one of the guitars I use on stage, and it's my model, Paul Simon. It's a Martin. And, uh, it's real pretty. It's very pretty, has nice, you know, all this inlay and... I've got one more news nugget for you, and I think it's one that you want to invest some time in, especially if you love bluegrass guitar. Just recently, there was a Blue Ridge guitar camp. In fact, I mentioned it uh, a couple shows back where Doc Watson's guitar showed up. Bam, it was there. And who else was there? Billy Strings, Brian Sutton, uh, Marcel Ardens, Jake Eddy, amongst many, many, many other players. Chris Eldridge, I think Courtney Hartman was there. Yeah, the who's who of flat picking bluegrass guitar. Well, Marcel Ardens of Lessons with Marcel, uh, he went there and he documented his experience. I believe he was there teaching and wow, some incredible insight into not only bluegrass guitar and playing it, but also the experience of the camp in general. Now, this video is about 36 minutes long. It is well worth your time. Like I said, it's it's an investment of your time and it is well worth your time. We're gonna look at a small clip of it right here. Hi everyone, I'm at the Blue Ridge Guitar Camp presented by Brian Sutton, of course. I spent last night jamming with a bunch of uh, the instructors. That's Courtney Hartman, that's uh, Critter, Chris Eldridge, that's uh, Jake Eddy, of course, Brian Sutton himself, Matt Munisteri. Not a good time for your imposter syndrome to kick in, but it's gonna happen, you know what I'm saying? This is my teaching space. This is the Cohen Studio. I think I'm the only one who is genuinely indoors. I think everyone else is outdoors and poor Matt Munisteri is in a tent. All of our students will start showing up today and then I'll be ready to start teaching classes. Absolutely insane. I've had this kind of semi-confirmed. I think Billy Strings is showing up tonight. I think he's a surprise guest and he's gonna surprise all of the campers and I think he's gonna pick with us a little bit, but I don't know anything about it. So Billy Strings did eventually show up. I was on the other side of the lake and I just ran into him and suddenly we're picking. There is another reason that he showed up besides just surprising the campers, but I'll tell you about that in a second. And on those hot, tasty bluegrass notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. Yes, episode 300 is coming to a close. It feels so final, but it's not. Don't worry. Uh, Acoustic Tuesday is going to go well into the thousands of episodes. But to get to episode 1000, we have to move through each singular episode. And next up is episode 301. That's happening next week. But Tone... Let's take a sneak peek into next week. Well, next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, we're gonna take a look at some interesting acoustic guitars from my guitar arsenal, specifically square neck acoustic guitars. I'm not talking resonator guitars. We're not gonna go down the Dobro road. We're gonna go down the vintage square neck acoustic road. You'll see what I mean next week. It's not gonna be one that you want to miss. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And I wanna say this before I let you go for the 
300th time. Actually, I haven't been saying this every episode, but I think it's very important. So I do say it at the end of every recent episode. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Fun should be your absolute top priority. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, Guitar Geeks Unite.